Hello, and welcome to season four of the Laundromat Millionaire Show. Holy cow, season four. <laughs> I mean, we're 60 episodes into this, guys. This is episode 61. 61. And we have a wonderful guest, a wonderful surprise for you, and if you stay till the end, even an offer. Yeah. So today's guest is Brett Lyon. He's here with us, sitting here now, one of our very rare, only our second ever, in pod cast room guest. In studio. <laughs> in studio. Really okay. I was like, I couldn't look, I couldn't find the word. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but Brett is a marketing genius. He's been doing ads for us for about nine months, guys. We have an exciting announcement. We have mm-hmm. all kinds of incredible value when it comes to all things digital marketing specific for the laundromat industry. So whether you're doing pickup and delivery, dry cleaning, drop and drop off or good old fashioned self-serve core business mm-hmm. type stuff. We're going to dig deep on how to improve your Google business listing, uh, Google ads, uh, some up and coming hot topics like geofencing. Mm-hmm. And we have got the man in studio here in Cincinnati uh, to try to, to try to bring you some value today. So let's jump right into this episode because we think you're going to get a lot of value out of it. Okay, before we get started on today's episode, we do want to take a moment to remind you of a very cool opportunity that we just started on our website. If you haven't heard about it yet, it's the Laundromat Millionaire Community. It is a membership where you can gain access to everything that we have about laundromats. So products that we've created, um, forms you can download, um, all kinds of stuff that we use in our laundromat that you can use in yours. Um, Even a searchable video library in case you're researching the industry or certain aspects of the industry. Yeah, you get discounts. You get the ability to chat with me in a more intimate setting on very specific topics. You get distributor and product reviews from users in the community. It's a behind the scenes intimate community that I'm very involved in, we're very passionate about, and we'd love for you to check it out on our website. Go to laundromatmillionaire.com, click on the community tab and see what it's all about. This episode is being dedicated to the memory of Carter Hugh Lyon, Brett's father who lost his hard-fought battle with cancer shortly after this recording. He will be forever remembered as a supportive and loving father, grandfather, and friend. So, Brett, welcome to our show and actually in studio. This doesn't happen very often. (laughs) Yeah, thank you very much for, for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, you're special. We've done, what, 60 episodes, three Mm -hmm. seasons. This is the first episode of season four, Mm -hmm. and you're only the second guest we've had in studio. And while you don't know him, our other one was a very dear friend. Yeah. This is quite a privilege, and we'll talk about why you're in studio later, because Brett actually is in Cincinnati, obviously, with us. So anyways, we're going to jump right into it. Obviously, you all know our new friend, Brett Lyon, and Mm -hmm. we're going to talk. This episode is all about marketing. So, but the cool thing is, I want to start with Brett has this really unique story. I mean, I'm trying to think: Have we ever had a former professional athlete on the show? Professional football player. We did. That's right. We did. Somebody oh, that played in the NFL. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's true. Nice. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so our first professional hockey player. Yes. On the show. And yeah. So one of the things me and Carla are going to make sure we don't do today is get in a fight with Brett. <laughs> he kick our butt. Rumor has it he's good at hockey and he's good at fighting. So, and turns out he's really good at marketing too. And we're going to get into that. 
But right, anyway, man, go. we are honored to have you here. Obviously, we've spent some time getting to know you lately, and we think a lot of your integrity and your character, and mm-hmm. we appreciate you taking the time to come to Cincinnati and share your expertise with our audience here. So I want to jump right into it. I always like to start with someone's personal backstory. And I know, for those of you that don't know, you won't be surprised when you find out he plays hockey. He's from Canada. (laughs) Everybody in Canada and Michigan, where I'm from, everybody plays hockey. That's just... Is that how it works there? Yeah, basically. Everyone and their dog. Uh, so, <laughs> their dog. <laughs> he, he, yeah, um, Canada's obviously, you know, like Canada's, or sorry, hockey's Canada's pastime yeah. out there. Uh, so everyone kind of grows up learning how to skate. You know, if you can make pro or not, that's the that's the other thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to have parents that were, like, extremely supportive and gave me every opportunity to be successful at a young age. Yeah. And I think, you know, that contributed to, obviously, like, my success with hockey. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you said you grew up in a small town. What, what, other than just being Canadian, what made you choose hockey? Did your parents choose it for you or? Yeah. It's kind of one of those things like before you know it, you're a hockey player. Uh-huh. Before you're the age of three, you're skating. You know? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, before wow. you're so like, before, literally, you're like learning to walk and learn yeah, to skate. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Before you're, uh, you know, five or six, you're playing hockey. So yeah, oh, I actually wow. started at four, which is like pretty young. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, being from like a smaller community, there, we always had hockey, but it wasn't like, as competitive as it could be. So um, my dad and my mom uh, sometimes would actually have to drive me to practice, which was like an hour and a half, just over a a snow pass just for practice. And that was like every Tuesday, Thursday. And that was just so I can compete with like a little bit better players Mm -hmm. and like more of like, um, you know, bigger town, I guess you can call it. Yeah. Yeah, so I know you played. What what did you call it? The National? Western Western Hockey League. Right? Yeah. So explain that to the Americans listening. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Or yeah. non hockey playing areas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Western Hockey League is uh, like the major junior hockey league in Canada, mm-hmm. but basically you can be from anywhere. So we even have okay. players from like Russia, Sweden, like on our team. But it's mm-hmm. essentially like the best hockey players between the age of 16 and 20. Okay. Uh, you know, there are other leagues that sometimes people go to, but right. that's primarily like where you go, you know, if, yeah. if you're good enough. Um, and then that's often the place where people get drafted from to like the NHL. Okay. Nice. So, you know, uh, to be in that league, you know, between 16 and 20 is so if you want to go to the, hard, yeah. If you want to go to the NHL, you're either in that league or you're playing in, you know, D1. Yeah, college. yeah, D1 college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it just depends what, like, you know, uh, route you want to go. Right. You know, some people like to go, like, the university way. Yeah. And then that's more like the, I won't call it fast tracking it, but it, it mm-hmm. uh, preps you to be a pro quicker because you're mm-hmm. playing, like, 72 games in a season, you oh, know. Really? Uh, lots of travel. You're living away from home at like a really young age, like as early yeah. as 16. Right. Um, so I actually had to move at 13 to a, a city that was about two and a half hours away just so I could. Uh, By yourself? Yeah. Well, I, I lived in with, with a billet family Okay. Uh, just so I could, you know, play with better players at a wow. younger age. Wow. So yeah, there's tons of sacrifices that went into no to getting to even to the point of being looked at in the WHL, mm-hmm. especially from a small town, you know? So you played in the WHL for how many years? And then after yeah. that? Yeah. So I was in the WHL for four years. I was okay. lucky enough to play on like some like, uh, very good teams there, which mm-hmm. was the Vancouver Giants, Kelowna Rockets, uh, and then amongst a, a couple other teams. Um, after that, I actually got to go out to the States. I was playing in Orlando for a little while in the East mm-hmm. Coast. And then the following year, I was actually kind of up and down between Calgary Flames farm team and, mm-hmm. and uh, the East Coast. So bounced around just a little bit in the States. Um, but yeah, I was fortunate enough to you know play in some really cool cities, especially being from Canada. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. 
now you're living in the States and on the, on the team in the town, you know, I played yeah. in Allen, Texas, a, a lot of cool places that I would have never like have got to go, never mm -hmm. mind live. Right. Uh, I got to, you know, be there and experience some pretty cool things just because I was a hockey player. So, so how many years were you pro then? Uh, about four as well. Okay. Yeah. So about four years, uh, junior and then another four years in pro. So oh, yeah. four, so so you were sixteen to twenty. You went pro at twenty ish, twenty one, yeah. let's say. Yeah. You played four years in the pros. Yeah. So you played to twenty five. Like that, most people consider that your prime. Yeah. What mm -hmm. What happened at that point that that was the end of your hockey career? Um. So yeah, that and that's that's the big question, and essentially why I'm here right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so for, all, for all of you wondering why we're talking about hockey, yeah, don't worry, we're pretty much done with yeah, that. yeah. I um, I honestly like the. The reason why I was enjoying hockey playing pro was, I think, because it was my best opportunity to be successful. Mm -hmm. sure. And, like, there was one thing that, like, I liked more than hockey, and that was just, you know, like, felt like I was be like becoming something, you know, mm -hmm. bigger than just, like, myself, right. you know? Mm -hmm. So I always knew, like, no matter what it was, that, like, I wanted to be successful in life. Mm -hmm. um, and it just so happened that the year my contracts were kind of running up. Like you can go and play in Europe for about, you know, another five years or something. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. you have to play like, the highest level out there, but you can still kind of get away with it yeah. Yeah. and experience like life. And I, it would have been amazing to do that. Mm -hmm. Just, I have lots of friends that have done it and had a great experience. Mm -hmm. Great um, way to see the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, you make a little bit of money and yeah. you uh, meet a lot of like really cool people live in some amazing places, you know? Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to be, like 30 <laughs> and mm -hmm. not know what was next for me. Yeah. I felt like yeah. there was something like kind of inside of me that was saying like, mm -hmm. you know, like if you're going to do something special with your life, like you need to, you know, take advantage of this time now. Mm -hmm. Right. So everything just kind of like, you know, fell into place right around that time. I didn't know what I was going to like. I had no schooling, no idea like what was next for myself. All you knew was hockey. Yeah, all I knew was <laughs> hockey. Uh, so that that was like scary in its like itself, you know. And I was oddly enough just like trying to you know make some extra money, and I was in Scottsdale cleaning pools. Yeah, randomly. Yeah, okay. not even like I haven't really told the story. How did you know Scottsdale? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So because I they to, have pools all yeah, year round. I know they don't have hockey. <laughs> I, was, I was training. I was training out there. I was I was oh, training out there. Okay. Yeah, when I was playing, and like so I you know. And then actually my dad ended up moving out that way like a couple mm -hmm. years after. So I knew some people and I was like, all right, well, I got no job, like no really idea like what's next for myself. I just know I got to get on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just doing that in the meantime. And um, I was in the backyard of like this mansion essentially. Mm -hmm. And this um, Venezuelan guy would come out and talk to me, the owner of the house. And yeah. he had you know nice vehicles in the driveway and, you would kind of tell me little business ideas and I would like ask him a million questions, a million, million <laughs> questions, like about so all these me. things. Yeah. That's yeah. How I was and, and then about all these things that he was kind of bringing up, like, where can I source this? Where do I mm -hmm. get that? And then I would go home and I would get on my computer and research him. Mm -hmm. Next Thursday I would come back. Meanwhile, like this is like my first Thursday of doing this. So like, thank God. Cause I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how long it would have lasted. <laughs> yeah. It was my I'm first Thursday. <laughs> so I'm only one week into this thing, like, which is good because if it was, the hockey yeah, 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 it was not, but I just had it in my head. I was like, I know that something is going to happen. I would even tell mm -hmm. my dad all the time. I was like, I'm going to be successful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, like, I know you will be like, just, you know, you had some, the grit. something will happen. Something will happen. Yeah. And I was like, it's going to, I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. but something's going to happen. And then, 
So I would go research it next Thursday. I'll come back book full of <laughs> notes and he'd come out again and then yeah. ask him more and more questions. He gave me more business ideas. So that went on for about two weeks. And then one day he's like, listen, like I can't just sit by my pool and talk to you all day. Like I'm busy. Uh, like let's set a meeting. Mm-hmm. And we set a meeting and then we actually started a company like the next day. And his Because thing, you impressed him with yeah, your initiative yeah, and your yeah. grit and your hard work and your focus. Yeah. And, and his thing was, you know, um, basically you, you're done cleaning pools. And I was yeah. like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, uh, but so what was this so, business you started? Yeah. With? Yeah. So. The thing with that is, is like, there was no salary. There was like no nothing. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to like make it or break it. Like you want to yeah, be an entrepreneur. That's working for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, lucky enough, like I was like staying with my dad. So kind of had like that stuff all covered. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. and they obviously believed in me and supported in me. They knew nothing about what I was trying to do, but yeah. just knew that I had something that I was going to be passionate about. And uh, it was actually like selling these, This it was kind of like a digital digital card, I guess you can call it, mm-hmm. but it was more of like a business card, but mm-hmm. it was on like a USB. Okay. So okay. it was his idea to like, for like real estate agents to be passing mm-hmm. on like this information on these cards. Like you'll mm-hmm. hear, instead of like, uh, when you have like a good prospect, essentially you can just give them this and it's got like all PDFs documents mm-hmm. on it. And then I had an idea okay. of like, okay, we can actually put links on this that mm-hmm. goes to like LinkedIn accounts, Facebooks, mm-hmm. uh, Instagrams. For, all on a thumb drive. Yeah, all on okay. a thumb drive in like a card format that would yeah. customize for like the realtor with their face mm-hmm. on them and things. Right. And he kind of liked that idea. Mm-hmm. And like, this was like pre all of this yeah, happening. Social media. Because yeah. now there is right. like these cards <laughs> that have all this <laughs> and there is crazy successful. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying I came like up. Yeah, yeah I'm not but, saying I came up with the idea yeah. originally, but this was pre all yeah. of that. So yeah, like, there was some of some of it. So we started that, and he's like, um, I was like, well, we need a website. He goes, okay, go make one. And I was like, yeah, like I how do I make a website? I don't know how to make a website. He's like, well, you better figure it out because we need a website. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I went home, like, taught myself how to make a website. Mm-hmm. I made us a website. We needed a logo. Same thing. Started finding out, figuring out, like, where I can source all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then it moved from that to we needed marketing. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, same situation. I don't know how. So I had to, like, teach myself, essentially. Mm-hmm. I like you call it Carla YouTube University. (laughs) Yeah. So went down that whole road of where to source products, China, you know, Mm -hmm. making relationships with manufacturers out there. So now by the time like this whole thing's like up and running, like I have skill sets in a lot of different areas that I'd never had before. Did you think, I'm curious, did you, as you were doing these things, did you think about the skills you were learning and yeah. that they were marketable or did you just think like, I just have to do this for this. Just got to get it done. <laughs> and, and then later on you were like, Oh wow. Like I know. Yeah. That. Yeah. So in the moment I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is, this is such a great idea. These cards are going to go crazy. Like yeah. this business is going to be so big, like all yeah. this stuff, like, you know? Yeah. And then it wasn't until after when like the actual, that business like didn't work out that I started realizing that I had like all these skills, there right? Because mm-hmm. then it was like, okay, like that didn't work out, but like now what am I going to do? Like, oh, I can build websites so I can mm-hmm. promote myself and like, you know, message companies or that I think have poor websites yeah, um, or go into, um, you know, restaurants or anything that I think have poor websites and talk to the manager and yeah. try mm-hmm. to start selling these services. And that's when the whole like marketing business kind of started like so was there like a uh, what do they call it like a eureka moment where you're like 
bing. Uh, I'm going to be a digital marketing wizard. Like, it was more of like, a, uh, what can I do to, to put food in my mouth? Yeah, what can I do to still be an entrepreneur and still like you know grow businesses? And then the best thing about like marketing and like building websites is, especially nowadays, like you have to have it. So it's like, okay, I can do this for other businesses. And then when I have something, I can also do it for myself. Right. You know, so like, what is a skill that's out there that can be like, essentially, I can have to build as many businesses as I want. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, um, so that was kind of where I really started getting attracted to marketing. Uh, and and in the entrepreneurial world, they call that skill stacking. Yeah. You're just stacking one skill on top of another. Mm -hmm. And as long as you keep that first skill polished, you just keep building. Mm -hmm. And you wake up one day and you have this entire treasure trove of skills that you can use for your own business. Right. Or you can outsource and do for other people and be self-employed. Yeah. You just did this without realizing it. Yeah, exactly. And then, so, you know, like that that's kind of like where it started. And then I... So slowly started realizing like, this is like what I love to do. Like, you know, like mm. this is actually like the passion behind it. Yeah. I've started tons of brands. Uh, some of them have worked, some of them haven't. Yeah. I've, I have an Amazon business that, you know, has done well um, with an amazing partner, Joe. Mm. Uh, and he's like, like an e-commerce. kind. Yeah. Of yeah. Like? So basically what we do is we manage companies presence on Amazon. Okay. So there's kind of two ways that I, We'll sign exclusive agreements with them, meaning that we um, purchase from them wholesale and then sell retail, but we're the only ones allowed to sell on those listings. Okay. So yeah. we'll create all the listings for them, run all the ads, do everything. We have a team and everything that can do basically A to Z. Right. Um, and then there's the other way that's brand management where they'll essentially hire us for retainer plus you know commission of sales, and mm -hmm. we do everything for them, and they actually provide like the inventory. Okay. So... I, it was the kind of the marketing thing where I realized that, you know, this is the skill that can yeah. be utilized for all these brands. Like you can have a skill set in one specific niche, yeah. but what mm -hmm. does every single business need? And that's uh, nowadays mm -hmm. like marketing, yeah. especially when, I mean, this was seven years ago too. And I know at that point things were, had already taken off with like the internet, yeah. but still at that point, there was a lot of companies that were like, Sure. Trying to figure out, like, how are we going to make this work? And yeah. how are we going to move online, yeah. especially local businesses and things? Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, this is still a lot of this that is, going on. Yeah. yeah. I think especially the small mom and pops that don't have any, you know, technology or anything. They're just yeah. like, mm -hmm. they yeah. I'm not sure what to, not well, that's what the thing. to do. They throw money yeah. at people that don't deliver. <laughs> yeah. And, and you you think that, you know, like, just something like, oh, I don't need a really great website or I can get away with it. Like, why, why does that matter for me and, like, what I'm doing? But now people are really starting yeah. to understand, like, like I'm missing out on a lot of opportunity here if yeah. I, mm -hmm. this isn't done correctly, yeah. uh, especially with, you know, competing against marketing companies and people right. who are doing it correctly. You know, like, yeah. you kind of have to be on it. If you're in yeah. a competitive market, especially. Yeah. And, yeah. and every market now is getting competitive online. doesn't matter what yeah. you do, right? Like, you know, um, I mean, we'll, we're going to talk about it. But even laundromats, like, yep. the amount of times I've talked to laundromat owners and they're just like, oh, what do I... No one even visits my website. It's like they would if you had one. <laughs> like you, you know, know what? that's a great point because for those of you that are wondering why we're talking about hockey and and Brett's former career, we're getting there. Uh, but he's he's I call him a digital marketing wizard, which I make I think it makes him feel a little bit uncomfortable. But maybe an expert is a better way of putting mm -hmm. it. But the truth is, now we're going to talk about his journey into laundromat digital marketing. Mm -hmm. 
that journey. We have an exciting announcement coming up that mm-hmm. we're going to tell you about. Um, so there is a point to this. So hang with us. <laughs> if we already lost you, hopefully one of your friends will tell you. You just need to fast forward it a little bit and give us a little bit more time. But how did you get into laundromats? And we know how you, you got mm-hmm. into this tech stacking. Mm-hmm. And we know how you got into digital marketing in general and realized, hey, I can take and correct me if I'm saying anything wrong. Um, I took this. I took this passion, obsession, is what I would call it, obsessive passion for all things hockey. Because mm-hmm. you don't get to that level without being. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're probably you really talented, <laughs> but you also had to be special when it comes to grit and mm-hmm. integrity and reliability mm-hmm. and all those things too. So you took those skill sets and some of that DNA in you, and you translated it into. You realized that your channel was digital marketing, but then to take it a step further, at some point you realized like the niche of laundromats. How did yeah, that happen? How the demand is so pent up yeah. and there's so much, such a big need. How yeah. did you end up in that world? And by the way, we're going to offer a ton of value for all you laundromat owners out there. We're, we're not just going to talk theory here. Brett's going to bring some real, real game changers. Mm-hmm. So hang with us just a second longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, best thing that ever happened to me, to be honest. Isn't that what uh, we all say in the laundromat business? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. Like, I, I mean, if you ask me... You know, even even a few years ago, like if you thought I was going to be just focusing on laundromats and working with laundromat owners uh, for, you know, what could be, you know, the unforeseeable future for yeah. sure. But, you know, maybe the rest of my life, I don't know. Uh, I would say you're crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. But I the, the way I got into it was um, I had a mentor at a Scottsdale as well. And he actually bought a laundromat in Phoenix. And it was not in great standing on Google. Had about like three-star review. Um, no website. And it was, at the time when he bought it, like it was kind of an old rundown laundromat. Yeah. But, we you call know, it zombie mat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, but, you know, he, he's an entrepreneur and a, and a very good one at that. Yeah. Uh, I love him and he's been amazing to me. But he kind of hired me and my team to come in, build him a website, help him with Google ads and, and kind of turn that laundromat around just because obviously the location that was represented online was not the one that he had because of mm-hmm. all like the updates that he had put into it, new machines, et cetera. So he yeah. had, so he had renovated the store, yeah. what we call modernized it. Yeah. But the digital footprint, am I using the right terminology? Mm-hmm. The digital footprint was archaic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was just mm-hmm. still representing like the old, you know, location. Mm-hmm. So we wow. came in, started helping him with the Google reviews, giving him, um, you know, strategies on how to improve on those started running Google ads, built them a website and they just blew up. Like and to be whole, clear, these are skills you already had. Yeah. You yeah. just hadn't run them for mm-hmm. laundromats. Yep. And exactly. Three years ago, four years ago. Yeah. About three or four years ago okay. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and don't worry. He will share later the strategies he used. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all about bringing the value. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah, so that just kind of started taking off. And, like, yeah, that was, like, my, like, aha, uh-huh, like, Eureka moment where yeah. I realized that this could be something, like, much bigger. And if, mm-hmm. like, if this works for every laundromat the way it was working for them, like, yeah. we're really onto something. Um, my team that, like, I've created, and now we'll talk about it, our team, yeah. but um, is, uh like very good at Google ads. Like that is one mm-hmm. thing that we specialize in. There's lots of companies out there who will say like, they're going to do everything for you. Yeah. We like to focus on like the things that we know that we can get results in. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, like we do do other things, but like we'll tell you straight up, like we're only going to, if we don't think it's going to work for you, we're not going to sell you on a service that right. we mm-hmm. don't have an idea of it's going to help or not. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, so we primarily use Google ads for that. 
uh, built a new website, and that's when things took off. From that, did you decide I'm going to make a company focused on laundromats and? Yeah, um, not initially. Kind of okay. kept it still, you know, marketing other things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, I knew like, okay, like this is something that's going to that can work. Like, let's see if we can, we can do There's it again. Yeah, yeah, and let's see if we can do it again. So I. This is a great place to, if you're a marketer out there, <laughs> here's, a, here's, a, here's a tip. The best place to find clients is honestly like that I found, especially starting like a new marketing company or, you know, one where you don't have like a ton of referrals or have enough mm-hmm. money for paid advertising. Mm-hmm. Not saying at this time I didn't, but I yeah. still like to resort to this sure. is Facebook groups. Yeah. So I would jump into like laundromat Facebook groups, mm-hmm. post some of the results I was getting. Yeah. All of a sudden my DMs would be flooded or people would comment on it. Um, on the, on the post. And then I started getting like, you know, a couple more clients, a couple more mm-hmm. clients. And that's when I realized like, wow, like this is really working for pretty much all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's going to be accounts that aren't as good as others, but at this point it has nothing really to do with like our work. Like we know what we can do. It has mm-hmm. a lot to do with like the location, what right. type of competitions out there, et cetera. Yeah. But I mean, I always tell people budget. any, any marketing you can, you know, you meaning a digital marketing company can drive customers into my store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, if they come back or not, it's up to me. And yeah. You, yeah. I'm not going to do Google ads and run them into my store again. Yeah. They're either going to stay or they're not based on my value. Property. Yeah. Yeah. And budget and, you know, things like sure. that. Right. There's just lots of things to kind of take in consideration yeah. between like from laundromat owner and laundromat location. But, and then after I started seeing it just happening and working over and over, um, I was like, all right, this is something I really want to dive into. For like two reasons, like we're providing like real value and getting like legitimate like results kind of over and over for these laundromat owners. And the second thing being is like simplicity, like if you're like work smarter, not harder, why would I focus on 10 different niches where we have to create new ad copies nonstop, which we do for every client, but you know, we have a strategy, I guess, Mm -hmm. and create like all these different strategies and systems in place for a million different things and get subpar results when I know something's working and we can just do more of that. Yeah. In our business here in Cincinnati, we've used, I think, seven different digital marketing companies Mm -hmm. in the 14 years we've been in business. Mm -hmm. The first, at least three were outside the industry. Mm -hmm. And, and I think one of them really knew what they were doing, but didn't know the laundromat industry. The Mm -hmm. other two, I'm not, I'm not sure they knew what they were Mm -hmm. doing at all. But what I tell people I learned from hiring those three um, digital marketing companies was that all three of them were learning on my dime. Yeah. Meaning they, they, let's say hypothetically, they knew how to run ads and all those things, Mm -hmm. but they didn't know the industry. So, so they didn't know they the keywords to use and not things. use and all that. Yeah. yeah. And there was a lot of waste because they were learning my, they knew their industry, but they were learning my niche mm-hmm. on my dime. Mm-hmm. And by the, I mean, I. Basically I a, we paid for a bunch of ineffectual, ineffective yes. ads before we got to, oh, we're finally seeing some. Yep. Well, and with most of them, we never really saw results <laughs> or very modest results. Yeah. But that's why I always tell people nowadays, just from my own experiences, is, you know, obviously the key to the whole thing is finding somebody that's a rock star in their trade first. Mm-hmm. Right. If they need to learn your industry, so be it. But mm-hmm. if you can find a rock star that's a digital marketing wizard, as I call you, and you <laughs> have experience in the industry, 
that's kind of, I mean, what more do we as laundromat owners want than mm-hmm. someone that's already learned on someone else's dime? Because you learned somewhere <laughs> along the line, yeah, right? But yeah. you didn't learn on my dime. Yeah. You've got things that are tied and trusted. I mean, how many laundromats? You learned you? on your mentors. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, well and I think you probably The thing that, is, right? is like those, those ads, those ads took off in like less than two weeks that's too. That's awesome. So it's like. See, ours did it. So, you know, well, yeah. You obviously know something. So, <laughs> and yeah, like with. Like with that being said, like, you know, a lot of marketing companies will say we need like that three month term initially, yeah. right? Because yeah. that gives them time to test and figure out what's mm-hmm. out there. And like, don't get me wrong. Like we say that too, because sure. that that's fair. Like yeah. give us those 90 days for us to show us or show you like our stuff and mm-hmm. give this an honest chance, results. right? To mm-hmm. see results. Like, I think that's important no matter what. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if things are done correctly, like we've been getting them up and running and being successful in like two weeks lately, you know? So like, and that's because we have those systems in place and we've been running so many accounts and we know what works for each, you know, niche. And like, don't get me wrong. That's not a hundred percent of the time. Like I'll always be completely transparent about that. Right. But you know, uh, we can typically find a way to get things Mm -hmm. moving like a lot quicker than, you know, another marketing company who's not, Niche specific would. Yeah. Yeah. So how many laundromats have you worked with now, just roughly? Uh, over a hundred. Over a hundred. Yeah. And how many years have you been in marketing now? Seven. Seven. seven yeah. Seven. I'm getting old. Yeah. Don't say you're getting old. We're yeah. older than you. You're not allowed to yeah. say that. <laughs> I know, but I just remember like when I first started entrepreneur, I'm like, yeah, I've been, been doing this for a couple of years now. And then like the other day when we were talking, I was like, you asked me how long. I was like, whoa, I guess it's been about seven years. Like yeah. it happens like quick, you know? Yeah. So just wait till you have kids and yeah. then suddenly time flies even faster. Yeah. I feel like I'm just <laughs> like, I just feel like I'm just getting started. Like, you yeah. know, like I, I love business so much. It's like my passion. Like yeah. I will do this till the day I die strictly because of the yeah. fact it's like, what I love to do. I can't imagine not doing it, you know? Yeah. Full disclosure. If you haven't figured it out by now, we obviously hired Brett a while back um, (laughs) to run ads for us, which is how we figured out. He's amazing. Basically, didn't he he get onto your Facebook group? So what he was talking about, he joined Facebook groups. He He joined Dave's Facebook group. He did. And Dave learned about him and go ahead. Well, and, and we were, you know, we were, we were looking for some between laundromat millionaire and Queen City laundry. We've spent, you know, I guess this has been roughly a year ago now that we met, but mm-hmm. um, we've spent, you know, let's call it 13 years at that point, really um, focusing in on our products and our services mm-hmm. and all those things. And we've, we've, while we've, I, I don't want to say we've ignored marketing, it hasn't been, uh, I'm an obsessive personality, which means you're either obsessed or you're not, yes. right? There's no real <laughs> in between. And I've been obsessed on my product, my team, even Laundromat Millionaire, building courses. The systems, courses, the processes, coaching, customer reviews, And all we would always things. like tr- throw some a- attention at, mil- at marketing, but never would. Or find really somebody deserved. to pay to throw attention right. at marketing. Yeah. <laughs> and then it would, you know, it would work, or in some cases it worked well for a little while and then not again or whatever. So long story short, when I saw you in the group, uh, two things got my attention. One, what you just mentioned, you were sharing real results mm-hmm. of real clients that were laundromat owners. That got my attention. Um, you were clearly a hustler because mm-hmm. uh, you were, if anything, and I told you this, maybe a little overly aggressive, which I actually <laughs> loved, by the way. Yeah. You, you may think that's a negative. It's not. Yeah. I was like, I can relate to that dude. because Coming I, from yeah. someone who's I overly have, aggressive. <laughs> I'll do well, one speed, too. So I can tell you were passionate. If, if you want, yes. the, if you want the results, you can have them. That's right. If you don't, someone else will have that's them. That's right. Yes. That's yeah. exactly right. So my point is, I, I, I could see that in you. And then the last thing was you made a comment that you had worked with um, a couple laundromat owners that I knew. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh, 
wonder, you know, a lot of people jump into our group and I, I block them, I kick them out because they come in and, you know, they're spamming they just people and sell. all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I usually kick them out real quick, but I could tell something was different. And when you mentioned a few of my friends' names, and I won't mention who they are here, uh, but I messaged them and I called them. And I was like, hey, you know anything about this guy? And they were like, yeah, I'm actually getting really mm-hmm. good results. In fact, on one of your posts, a few of them even commented, yeah, I have used Brett. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. got really good results. And some of them even shared like numbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Didn't numbers, one of but... them even said was like, I had to like take down yes. my, my ad spend because yep. I couldn't service I, that many people. Yeah, I was getting so that's, much. That's happened more often than <laughs> not. Yeah. And then when I got on the phone with you, you told me that happened too. Because you yeah. were like, man, between your coaching and your workshops, I think you could help my clients who can't <laughs> keep up with my ads. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, long story short, we got on the phone and I was like, okay, tell me, tell me what you're all about here. You know, mm-hmm. I was kind of tested you and I could tell that you were the real deal for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Long story short, we worked out a deal. You started running ads for us. And the short story, everyone, is that he, Brett's been running ads for us for about nine months now and his team, uh, mm-hmm. about nine months now. And we're growing faster than we've ever grown. Mm-hmm. Now, certainly I attribute a part of that to our team is better suited mm-hmm. For growth than we've ever yeah. been. So I don't. If think we can get them yeah. in, they're coming back I more often. I don't think yeah, absolutely. I don't think your ads could outcompete our team nowadays. I, I don't. We're, I, we're pretty, I, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah. I obviously like the accounts going well and yeah. everything, mm-hmm. you know. And but kind of back to the Facebook group when I obviously there's laundromat owners commenting, wanting yeah. to get in contact with me, and then all of a sudden there's Dave the Millionaire Men's. <laughs> hey, let's set a meeting, and I was just like. Oh, this, 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 this looks like an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. What, I, I hope this conversation goes the way I want it to go because this this is something that could well, be. Most people, rich. when they see Dave Lauderdale, yeah. they're like, who's this cloud? No, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I've, to, I've told you this. It's, it's honestly branding like genius. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best way to get people's attention. Like nowadays, you know what I mean? Stand out like any way you can. Yeah. And uh, like as a marketer, like that's marketing 101. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then That's you Brian. back it up, right? Like you get their attention, you provide real value. And then now you're, that's how you become the laundromat millionaire. <laughs> exactly right. So anyway, in case everyone's wondering, yes, we, you know, we, not that we haven't ever had anyone on the show that we weren't using for their products and services, but we wouldn't have somebody like Brett on the show if we weren't willing to vouch for mm-hmm. him. Uh, he is the real deal. But the fact of the matter is all this has been really fun. Mm-hmm. But the truth is we have some exciting announcements and mm-hmm. now is when we're going to bring you the real value. Um, so we hope you got a little bit out of Brett's mm-hmm. backstory and how we met and he is the real deal. Um, but the truth is we have an exciting announcement. So Carla, do you want to tell them? Sure. What so, to well, I'll tell what led to it. So, yeah. so we're getting these great results with Brett's team. And then Dave comes to me, you know, all these ideas coming to me with, and I, I get a little nervous. Crazy ideas. <laughs> Crazy saying. ideas. And he's like, you know, we've struggled with with marketing and finding good marketing people. He's like, I finally, I think, got the right person doing our marketing, the right team. He's like, but what if, what if we could, like, collaborate? Because we've been referring people to Brett for a while or whatever, and, and we don't get any commission or anything like that on it. He's like, but he's getting great results for, you know, the people we refer and everything. What if, what if? we could like form a company together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you can ask him. I don't know. <laughs> she, she's never spoken to Brett, never met Brett. Yeah, this yeah. is before I'd, I mean, had any contact. The, she's heard about the results. She's probably thinking, this dude's going to think you're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or why would this guy need you? <laughs> so he he got Brett on the line and asked him, what would you think about forming a partnership? Because the way, the way we see it is we have – 
the laundromat industry, we understand it, understand its needs, um, and can bring some value from that perspective, and you have the marketing know-how, what if we collaborated and formed a brand together under the Laundromat Millionaire umbrella? And Brett, what'd you think of that call? <laughs> I, I, I thought it was a little late. <laughs> I, uh, Actually, you did kind of respond that yeah, way, right? Yeah, no, I, uh, well, that's the thing. And like kind of back to like our relationship originally and just like go to, to show like what type of people like you two are as well. Like when we first started this whole thing and I started running ads for you guys as well. And the, the biggest thing was like, is the value there? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, okay. Like if, if we're seeing the value, I'd be more than happy to, you know, pass, um, you know, that type of value along to, to you, obviously like your client base or people yeah. that you know within the industry is like bringing value to not only yourself, but like everyone else. So mm-hmm. like yeah. that was kind of like what got my attention. I was like, well, this is. This sounds mostly like a, a more like a referral thing. Like this is where mm-hmm. we, 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 in business where referrals come in, you know. Yeah. And you guys were always like, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Like that's not what we want to do. We want to make sure that you can actually. We're gonna kind of guinea pig this whole thing. Mm-hmm. See if you're the real deal. If you are, we'll pass that along. And yeah. like mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, I I I obviously really appreciate it because I know you know. Um, the type of people that like you have kind of like in your Rolodex and everything, just from mm-hmm. the name that you've made for laundromat millionaire as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and at the end of the day, like, you know, there was always a part of me that was like, uh, we can provide more value to way more people. If, mm-hmm. if maybe there was, you know, a partnership here compared yeah. to you just, you know, throwing my name out there when it mm-hmm. seemed right. You know, right. the value that you guys bring, the value that I know that we've been bringing and now mm-hmm. we're just kind of like coming together to like yes. bring it to, you know, more yeah. people Serve within more people. The, the market. And, you know, it's going to help laundromat owners save money by mm-hmm. not needing to test out other marketing companies mm-hmm. that may be. Because we've been there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's like, of course, like this is a business, like this is what we're here for, you know, but I truly believe like the best way to become successful and like grow a business is mm-hmm. by actually bringing like on like true, oh, genuine value. Yes. And just from that first moment when, you know, you guys wanted nothing other than me to do good work, uh, yeah. just shows like, you know, what type of value that the genuine value that you guys are looking to bring. And I, I know just who I am that we're, I'm looking to do the exact same thing. Yeah. So which together, is why we wanted to partner with you. Yeah. Together, <laughs> together it's, you know, we're going to do something really great and big. And, and I hope that, um, you know, like, like I said, like at the end of the day, people, get a lot out of this within like the the niche and the market. And so the uh, exciting thing is in case you're all wondering, what is this company, Dave? Are you going to tell us what is this company? Right. So we, we came up with all these really clever ideas and settled on one. Okay. So we're calling our new company Laundro Boost. And it's exactly what it sounds like. Laundro mat, take out the mat and put in the boost. Mm-hmm. So Laundro Boost, it's all one word. Our website is laundroboostmarketing.com. Mm-hmm. You can go there. You can check it out. We've got a website up, and we're going to continue, continue to optimize it. We are a real business, a real company. Uh, we are very excited about the partnership. But now we're going to really get into, and we're probably going to let Brett talk a lot more than us at this point because <laughs> he's the digital marketing guru. One, what Laundro Boost is, what we're going to do, the services mm-hmm. we're going to offer, and our unique value proposition to the market. So Brett, how do you see that from your perspective? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, with this currently right now, like you mentioned, like we, as of 
you know, today, like there already is a marketing team like in place that we've mm-hmm. been using for, you know, o- over 70 cl- active clients at the moment. Yeah. Um, that, that's like the good news, right? So uh, what we typically do like on a daily basis and the thing that we mostly focus on is Google advertising for laundromats. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everything from the actual creating the ads, helping optimize the, the Google My Business accounts, as well as optimizing uh, the like landing pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are kind of three main components to a successful campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so every laundromat is different, you know, depending on where you are lo- or where you're located, as well as like what services like you're looking to offer, right? So like the four main services being self-serve, pickup and delivery, wash and fold, and commercial. Um, not every laundromat offers every service. Not every laundromat wants to market every service, sure. but it really kind of comes down to that. Like, like, what are you looking to do? Where are you looking to grow within your business? What uh, kind of your, what does your capacity allow you, you know, mm-hmm. to, to scale? Right. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. Uh, that's kind of where you like your workshops and things come in too, because I actually have lost clients in the past that just simply couldn't handle like the pickup and delivery mm-hmm. demand. Keep up with the volume. Yeah. So, um, so basically we have strategies for everything. Uh, just mm-hmm. to like start with like the Google ads, if we're running self-serve things that are extremely important are your Google, my business, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're not in that top three, mm-hmm. chances are you're not going to get selected. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where our ads can help. Um, the best way to get in that top three is by having like really quality reviews, uh, as well as optimizing that Google, my business with photos, you know, correct names and terminology mm-hmm. on there, responding to comments, making sure you're super active in there, uh, just with communicating with customers. Yeah. I always like to think of the Google My Business as like your business's social profile. So yeah. everyone kind of has like their like Facebook and Instagram accounts where they post their pictures and they communicate with their friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yes, Facebook and Instagram, they have those business pages, mm-hmm. but there's people aren't actively searching for them yeah. and going you don't go there to, to Facebook it. and look for a business. You go yeah, to Google. You go to Google, yeah. right? So that's your opportunity to to have your profile mm-hmm. for your business. So communicating with customers and, and everything uh, along those lines is very important. Um, also, you know, finding ways to like incentivize reviews as mm-hmm. well within your location uh, is, is crucial. So that being said, like going up to you know someone who's using your machines, et cetera, mm-hmm. and just asking them for an honest review. Don't you don't have to, you know, Tell them to give you a five-star review, just an honest review. And often more times they'll give you that five-star. And, you know, one of the things things we do at our stores is, you know, we wait for, we we train our team to wait for a compliment. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if they say, wow, this floor is amazing. It could be something little. Or, man, that's the cleanest bathroom I've ever been in. We always, no matter what, nicest laundromat I've ever been in, love your hours. Mm -hmm. our, Our staff is trained. Anytime they compliment anything about our business, Thank you so much. Would you mind giving us a Google review? Because that helps mm-hmm. us grow our business and get the word out to the community. I always call it a little five-second elevator pitch mm-hmm. speech. Yeah. That and but you're not you're not begging for it. You're mm-hmm. just it's a it's a it's a honest uh, retort to a compliment. Yeah. Also to have like QR codes around your store where they can yep. easily scan the QR code and it takes them to the, your Google My Business page or whatever. Yeah. But I just want to clarify here that. We started with obviously what Laundro Boost can do for you. You know, we can do your your marketing, your AdWords campaigns. We can help you with your Google My Business page. We can help you with your website, your landing pages, optimizing all that. But the advice that Brett is giving here is really for any laundromat owner, yeah. whether mm-hmm. you want to use our services, another service, or do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of really focused on you want to make sure 
you have a Google My Business page. You want to make sure that it's up to date. You want to make sure that it has photos. You want to get those good reviews. That regardless of what service you use for marketing or do it yourself, this is where you need to start. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's, no, a, that's a good point. That's a great point, Carla. And I just want to address that a little bit because I coaching clients ask me about this all the time. I mean, probably fifty percent of the time, people call me for coaching. And mm-hmm. ultimately, what they're asking for is, I want to grow my business. Mm-hmm. That's ultimately what they're saying. Of course. Um, and, and I always, I always find it interesting because I always ask them, if we were to double your business, meaning your volume, in the next twelve months, what would happen? Mm-hmm. And almost every time, they say my business would collapse. And like, okay, well, let's talk about your processes, your procedures. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's let's go through there first. And it doesn't take. Are you two prepared years. for growth? Correct. Let's be careful what you ask for because yeah. you talked about people turning on ads and then turning them off. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's one side of it. The other side of it is when it comes to digital marketing, it's not always an all or nothing proposition. I found this fascinating at our workshop. Um, Brett did a one-hour talk to the audience there, bringing some real tips and value on, you know, DIY stuff like some of the stuff we just mm-hmm. talked about with QR codes and things like that. What I found really interesting is you were talking about like, and like Carla mentioned, you can do this yourself or you can hire someone to really optimize it and take it to a different level. Is an example is you can run Google ads, but where are you directing them to? Assume mm-hmm. the best case scenario, they click on the ad, right? Mm-hmm. If they click on the ad, where does it go? Mm-hmm. If it goes to a poorly designed website then maybe instead of running Google ads, you need to have someone fix your website. Mm-hmm. And, and you can have a, you know, I've learned this myself too, and you're the guru, so correct me, but I've learned a long time ago that there's a difference in something that is aesthetically pleasing to the eye, meaning I go in there, I figure out the school of YouTube, how to make myself a nice, pretty website with some stock mm-hmm. photos and things like this. And I, as a lay person, mm-hmm. look at this website and think that looks really nice. Mm-hmm. And understanding things like traffic flow and click-through rates and SEO, search engine optimization. He's looking at me because I did that with our website. <laughs> early yeah, yeah. On. And we, we did that together. <laughs> yeah. And so the point is, the point is, if it, it, you know, I always say, start where you are. If you are in a, you know, if you have a zombie mat, uh, I always tell people, I love ozone, Santa Wash ozone. Mm-hmm. I love ozone. But if you have a zombie mat, you shouldn't be putting ozone in your store mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. You should go fix your business. Go fix your core business. So when it comes to Google ads, and feel free to disagree with us, but this is how I view it, is if if you have a poor website, you need to fix that website. Mm -hmm. If you have a great website, then we can talk about Google ads. But even then, something I found fascinating that I learned from you, because we're always bouncing things off each other, is but don't just direct it to a good website homepage. Have, mm-hmm. a, have a specifically designed landing page for that specific ad. Yeah. yeah can so you, you explain to us, can you tell us, because I learned about this at our workshop during Brett's talk with everyone, relevancy scores. Didn't even know it existed. So can you explain what a relevancy score and how important that is? Yeah. So like in, in simple form, um, basically Google will crawl your website as mm-hmm. well as like the, the rest of the internet looking for, you know, your business name, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have like an ad, and you're directing it to your landing page, which is whatever page you decide on your website, rather be self-serve, wash and fold, et cetera. So that means like that specific ad, the link that it goes to. Yeah. So, so let, each ad could mm, have a different landing page. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's just say we're running ads for wash and fold, right? Yes. Uh, you don't want to run ads for wash and fold just to like your homepage on your website that talks mm-hmm. about a million different which things. Which is what launch most them DIY do. Exactly, right? Yes. right? Because then what's going to happen that. is- Because you want them to see all your services. Yeah. I've done that. I've literally <laughs> done that myself. Because, yeah. Yeah, because Google is like their customer first, right? Like they want to give the best experience to the customer. They don't care about you, right. like right. There's a million businesses <laughs> yep. they, they can send traffic to. Yep. Okay, so their their whole goal is the consumer. 
and making sure that they have like that, that quality experience. So if your ads are promoting wash and fold and you're mm-hmm. sending them to a page that doesn't necessarily speak a lot about wash and fold, mm-hmm. then there's, there's really no relevance there. Right. Yeah. So you get Google, a low relevance. Yeah, score. And then that is going to, you know, determine like how often is Google actually going to show your ad. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you could have like a lower budget than maybe a competitor, but you're more, your ads are more relevant than them. So Google is mm-hmm. actually gonna be like, okay, we're going to show, you know, this company more often because it mm-hmm. makes more sense for that consumer for yeah. a little bit cheaper as well. So you'll get more out of your budget and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in return, like you're going to get more business, you know, yeah. that's kind of how like relevancy score looks. And then when it, when it, the way it looks like on your website is you want to have service pages for each of your services, mm-hmm. right? Like you just don't want everything on just like your landing page, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to be running paid advertising, Cause you know, like this is long-term, uh, yeah. you're trying to get, and you're trying to get the most out of your budget. Right. So you want to make sure that landing page is set up for success before you even start running ads to that. The good news is like, well, at least with us, uh, we have like proven templates that we've mm-hmm. worked with for, for years now to make sure that everything's set up correctly. So if there is a company that's coming to us that wants to get their website redone or, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't even have one yet. Uh, we already essentially have the blueprint for success, mm-hmm. like right, I'm right away. So uh, put your branding on there, change some copy around, et cetera, mm-hmm. make it customized to like that location, of course, meta tags, mm-hmm. et cetera. But at the end of the day, it's like we just skipped a step. Like, what is a meta tag? So meta tag is basically what comes up uh, next to like the Google search or like at the top of the, the um, like in the URL, I guess okay. you could say, right? So you want that mm-hmm. and... And also on Google too. Yeah. So, you know, on Google where uh, you'll, it'll have like the name of like the page and then it'll have like the description and like everything. Mm-hmm. So your meta tag sits like somewhere in between there as well. Okay. Um, so that, that, that just helps you just like rank and then give you like, um, or basically it just shows Google like exactly like what that page is about type thing. Okay. You know? One of the things I've learned in the last like probably five years through just trial and error, of course, uh, with, with digital marketing specifically is a lot of people think if you're paying a company a thousand dollars a month to run ads for you, mm-hmm. and then you have a thousand dollar a month budget, they always think, "Well, I'll just run ads for myself, save the thousand dollars, spend thousand dollar ad spend, and I'm saving a thousand dollars." Well, full disclosure, <laughs> there was a time I thought, "Well, that kind of makes sense." You know, you Google, "How do I run an ad?" You know, "How do I run Google Ads?" You'll find videos and mm-hmm. things like that, right? Yeah, of course. And you'll find those things, and we've tried some of those things. What we have learned. And why we're so excited about Laundra Boost is the best companies out there that run Google Ads to optimize landing pages, professionally designed and optimized websites, all the things we're talking about here, their fees more than pay for themselves in improved optimization of that ad spend. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I said that correctly, basically what I'm saying is that Laundro Boost can spend a th- take your $1,000 ad spend plus our fees, and we can get more out of your $1,000 than you could get out of your $2,000. Yeah. And the reason I'm passionate about that is because you have proven to me mm-hmm. that that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And now we feel like as a team, as a partnership with Laundro Boost, we're taking it to a different level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you already understood those things, but now I'm starting to coach you through the process of the little idiosyncrasies mm-hmm. of laundromats and pickup and delivery, and you're able to actually even coach clients on, yeah. hey, well, guess what I learned at a, at, at, the, yeah. at the workshop is do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. yeah. and you'll be able to X. And so I always see it as we're cross-mentoring each other, yeah. and that's the that's the beauty, not to talk about a partnership again, that's the beauty of mm-hmm. collaboration and a true partnership. 
Right, and yeah. I feel like to explain it to the lay person, the way I think of how doing it yourself isn't worth it, um, in case you don't know a lot about Google Ads, you're not out there yet, is they're pay-per-click. Yeah. So when we were doing it ourselves, because our ad and all the metadata and all the links and landing pages and all that you know, marketing stuff wasn't optimized, we were getting a lot of clicks but they weren't, people were clicking on it where we weren't really what they were looking (laughs) for. So we were cost, it was costing us money because we were paying for their click when they were not our ideal customer. Where Mm -hmm. with Brett's help, now the ads and everything is optimized where if they're clicking, if we're going to pay for their click, we already know that we're getting the right people. They're the people who are going to actually use us. We're getting customers. Well, and, and, so, Brett, and Brett had a hint on it earlier. Some of that is trial and error. I mm-hmm. guess we've all hit on it really, but some of that's trial and error of testing this keyword and then what mm-hmm. are called negative keywords. Mm-hmm. You know, If you don't do dry cleaning, a lot of people associate laundry, drop-off laundry, pickup and mm-hmm. delivery with dry cleaning. We happen to offer both. Not everybody does. Yeah. Somebody might search for laundry when they're looking for dry cleaning, and mm-hmm. they'll click on yours where if you can create a negative keyword of dry cleaning, and if they're searching for dry cleaning and you don't offer it, they're not going to—Google isn't even going to show your ad yeah. mm-hmm. to that person. Yeah. And these are just things I've learned along the way through you know the school of hard knocks myself. Yeah. Any thoughts there? Uh, yeah, just, I mean, just even touching on the— what you mentioned with budget and just like paying mm-hmm. for like a management fee uh, when it comes to, you know, working with an agency other than like yourself, like you're obviously you're going to skip like that, like learning curve. Mm-hmm. If, and if you're just doing this while trying to run a laundromat, <laughs> uh, that, that curve might be forever. <laughs> so, that's, I mean, that's but, something to think about is but, these things are always changing. Right. It's not like you just have stuff to learn. But, yeah, I'm not just saying that <laughs> just because, like, obviously, you know, it benefits, like, us. Yeah. Right. Use hey, our business. I'm, I'm no. saying that because of, like, the fact that, like, I we I work with over 70 laundromats currently right now. Like, yeah. the price point makes sense. If, yeah. if it didn't make sense, it wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't still be doing that, right? Uh, but with that being said, as well as like I always remind like my laundromat clients that like we're looking at like long term gains too, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of this stuff, wash and fold, pickup and delivery, even when you're running like self serve ads, like those are opportunities to create long term customers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, well, let's just say you spend two thousand dollars a month on ads, it inclu- like that includes like the management fee, etc. Mm-hmm. And if even if let's even if you made an extra four hundred dollars or something that month in new business well yeah on paper it looks like you just lost sixteen hundred dollars right but the fact that that's going to happen again the next month Mm -hmm. next month and the next month and those people are back and they're back and they're back now all of a sudden you've covered within you know three months or or so you've covered our costs Mm -hmm. you're starting to cover your ad spends costs yeah Mm -hmm. and the rest of it is just going to be reoccurring profit forever and now all of a sudden like we don't even matter. Like our, yeah. our price doesn't even exist to you anymore right. because we earned it. Like it's our, it's made a, you're paying us out of profits that were generated mm-hmm. from, you know, the service. Right. Yeah. And, it's the yeah. lifetime value of that customer. It's the lifetime value as of the As long customer. as you can keep them. So make sure your business is Yeah. In order. <laughs> so that's like really important to remember is lifetime value and the ability to like sell different services. Yeah. So I think it goes without saying, we have uh, made an announcement. We are all super excited about Laundro Boost mm-hmm. and all the value we can bring to the industry. We are approaching this with the same passion that Brett has approached hockey, quite frankly, mm-hmm. and your business for the last seven years. We are approaching it with the same passion that we have Queen City Laundry, mm-hmm. uh, Laundromat Millionaire, all those things. 
But let's be real honest here. Not everyone needs to hire a professional digital marketing no. agency, right? No. And maybe oh. even not the types of people, but where they are right now. Yeah. Maybe maybe a year from now they'll need us, but not right now. So it really depends on like where you're located as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have systems in place that can make you or that oftentimes more than not are would help you become successful, right? Sure. Now to complete transparency, just like every, you know, business should. Uh, there are going to be accounts that don't kind of don't go as well as like others. And a lot of that mm-hmm. has to do with like your location, like how rural is the area? Mm-hmm. Do you even really have competition? Mm-hmm. Do you need Google ads? Like where's the, where's the closest laundromat to you? How many of them are there? Are you already popping up at the very top of Google because you live mm-hmm. in a town of 30,000 people and you have, you know, five-star reviews and there's only two other ones down the road and they're a lot smaller than you or something, right? right? And I so remember course, too, yeah. you mentioned in there, um, you can go on your own phone, phone and Google yourself or on your own computer, but it saves your search yeah, history. So yeah. you want to go on an incognito okay. screen. Yeah. yeah. So if you're just, just looking at your there. own, um, you'll, you'll probably still show up because you've been to your website mm-hmm. more times than not. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, you, you definitely want to go on an incognito screen when like checking like that. And then also, too, mm-hmm. it's like you might only be ranking for that keyword. So like let's just mm-hmm. say like you're in. You're always going to search the same word. Let's just say you're yeah. in a city like uh, where you actually do need our services, right? But you're not aware of it yet. Uh, if you just type in like like laundromat uh, Tampa, for example, mm-hmm. and you happen to be like one of the first ones, like that's great. But if you type in pick up and, deli- pick up and delivery laundry mm-hmm. or Tampa or even just leave the Tampa, oh, you might not come out, come up at all. Right? Yeah. And it's like, well, that's page. the... That's mm-hmm. the business you want. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, or yeah, wash, dry, fold, but then also try and drop off. Yeah, so like just like the basic keywords that you're kind of searching, it's like, of course, like those are the ones that generate like business or uh, like new customers for your business. But there's a, a, like array of keywords out there that you're not thinking of that could be mm-hmm. bringing business in. Right. Right. And that's yeah, where and marketing it, comes in. Right? Yeah. Any one person, like me, for example, even in the laundromat industry, any one person, if they say, I'm going to search blah, 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 mm-hmm. even if you try to force yourself to come up with new keyword phrases, mm-hmm. you're probably still going to use the same five. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you want to come up with different, go ask your neighbor. Go ask yeah. your sister who don't know anything about Orthosaurus.com. <laughs> so, so what we'll do too is like, and we do this for like every client that comes through, is we'll actually create like a strategy for you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's we'll create like a business strategy. Powerful. And then also like a, a traffic estimate. So we'll actually be able to look in your area, not specifically down to your location, but like your city or surrounding area. Uh, and determine like what are the highest uh, keywords that are being searched and how often, and it gives you an estimate, and then it will also give you an estimate uh, for the the price per click as well. So we can kind of you know give you an idea of like and a you budget. Take that, you take that data, and that's how you frame the yeah. copy, right? Yeah. So we'll take that that data, and then we'll present it to the client like before even they sign, and say like, okay, here's your business and your strategy report. This is like. Based off the services that you recommended, your location, some of your competitors, right. you do like a competitor analysis as well. And then here are the keywords that are being searched in your area. Um, you know, this is what, how much, we, or this is what we think we can rank in. This is kind of how what we think it's going to cost. And then you can basically start anywhere in between. So That's um, awesome. Yeah. With that too, it's like when it comes to services, we always, you know, recommend like a kind of like a healthy budget for each service. So like mm-hmm. we say, just to get the kind of into numbers, just to have like an idea if you're thinking about any of this at the moment. 
is $500 minimum per service. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, but you know, like I did, you can kind of go up from right? there monthly yeah, for an ad or a campaign. And that just kind of gives you an opportunity to like, you know, test the waters and get out there and start growing those services for yourself. Right. Um, but you know, we, we kind of do all this for you before we even yeah. press play. Well, on and anything, one thing right? I want to point out too, is that Launderboo is something we've talked about that makes us a little bit unique compared to a lot of laundromat, excuse me, a lot of marketing companies is the weekly reports. Yeah. So yeah. I have used once again, seven different companies before using our own launder boost. And the, the fact of the matter is like most of them, in fact, every one of them sent me an automated uh, monthly report. Mm-hmm. And you talked about it out of the workshop. Want to mm-hmm. hit on that a little bit? Yeah. So we do weekly, uh, weekly reports that come out every single Monday. Uh, and the reason we do that is just to make sure that we're staying on top of the account. So first of all, like we're in there every single day, like real people, right. <laughs> like staff, like our team. Is Talk in there about that. I'm every sorry. Single stop, day. stop right there. Talk about that because we have had companies and I, I probably don't know to the extent you do, but we have had digital marketing companies that we have paid to run ads for us only to find out they set an ad and they was set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. And it was just automated and the ad was just quote unquote running itself. They weren't actually optimizing anything. Well, that, so they did set up an ad, but they weren't going in and optimizing it and changing phrases and searching keywords and negative keywords and looking at reports on a weekly basis. Yeah. We have like real people that yeah. are in the accounts every single day. You know, you have like um, you have an account manager for your account. Uh, we meet every single Tuesday to go over every single account, meaning we, meaning my management team, mm-hmm. plus myself, we'll go over it with all the uh, media buyers, every single account from top to bottom. So we'll go over all those reports that are coming through on the Monday. Um, and this just allows us. And then also like we'll do, um, uh, I have my team, they'll send, re- they'll, they'll compare the week before report to that week's report mm-hmm. to make sure that if anything's slipping, like we're on top of it. Yeah. So not only like are we in there every day, but like I'm like, <laughs> I'm being let know yeah. when something's going on. So I can even pay like closer attention to like, okay, like mm-hmm. what can we do here? How can we improve? Instead of it all of a sudden, it's it's been a month and then I'm figuring about it for finding out about something that happened like three weeks ago, you know? Yeah. I also had a few so. horror stories here because this happens. I've also had companies in the past, and this is probably a decade ago, but uh, have, I've had companies that until they let it ride until I complained. Yeah, and then when I said, "Oh, I'm thinking about this," or is there anything we can do? Oh, then they'll jump on it. Yeah, and then they'll get me results. And I, I, it took Speaking me a while. <laughs> I, it took me a while to figure out what they were doing. I was like, "Like, do I have to complain every week just to get you to optimize? Yeah, my isn't that what I'm paying you to do?" And it was exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. They were just too busy, and they would let it run, let it run until I would say, "I'm not sure I want to do this anymore." Or do I need to do something different? And then they would jump in. All of a sudden, I'd get results for a month. Yeah, and then it drop right back off yeah. again. I was like, I shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Well, I've done the opposite. Where like <laughs> I have like You're noticed noticed that accounts have like not been yeah. doing like what they should be, and mm-hmm. in, instead of like I'm like, okay, like let's just give this another month. Let's do everything we possibly can to like try to make this successful. Like I said, like. Sometimes it's not us. Like it, it, sure. every area is different, sure. you know. Yeah. And then to the point where, like, at the end of that month, I'm like, listen, like, we tried everything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, things that we've run the exact same things for this account that is crushing it, and this happens to like, you know, things aren't going the way that we've yeah. seen it for your account. Like, I don't think that this is worth another month for you at this point. Yeah. yeah. You know. So instead of just like 
letting it run or right. waiting for them to contact We're not me, interested you know? in taking your money. We're, yeah. We're interested in impact. Yeah. And you do value. what? That client actually sent me another client. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> like, you it didn't what? work for me, but maybe it'll work for you type situation. Yeah. You know? A yeah. a long time ago told me, Dave, yeah. always do the right thing. It's mm-hmm. usually pretty obvious what it is. Mm-hmm. If this isn't working, let them know. And next thing you know, you got to refer a lot of it. Why? Because of your character and your integrity. Yeah. And that's what that's why this partnership. Why we're excited mm-hmm. about this partnership. One last thing before we go today, I want to talk about geofencing because yeah, I'm excited about this. And <laughs> and while I'm still learning, I understand enough of it to understand the impact we're already starting mm-hmm. to get. I'm excited about this. Talk about geofencing. And what, what is it, and how can like. it help laundromats? Yeah. Okay. So geofencing is like very cool. And like, I mean, and for the record, yeah. we offer geofencing. We are like yeah. geofencing. Yeah. Getting very excited about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, and geofencing, what it allows you to do is draw like a radius around like a current location, like right down to like the front door, or like the parking mm-hmm. lot, like whatever you need. So you can actually draw uh, like a radius around a competitor location. Mm-hmm. Any phone that walks through that line will then ding on our mm-hmm. on our platform yep. and essentially we're able to track them. So like that's like that simple works, form. The yeah. RFID. Yeah. So yeah, so the RFID, so the way that when, as soon as it walks through and like it works through like GPS as well, yep. as soon as it walks through like the geofence, it'll then begin to track that phone, right? Borderline creepy. But yes. for business, also very powerful. So listen up. Yeah, yeah. Instead so, of track, should we say like target that phone? Yeah, well, yeah. We follow them around <laughs> the internet. Is yeah, what you're, say, targeting, right? you're targeting them, right? So so whatever, you know, like RFID is associated with that phone will then start to see the ads that we promote to it. So there'll be like display ads throughout Google, you know, like the, the ads that you see on the sidebars or on like Google websites like YouTube, et cetera. So that's where the people are going to start to see these ads. And you're going to have the opportunity to promote um, anything that maybe your competitor doesn't. So like I said, we're drawing a we're drawing a radius around your competitor's location. So you have to think about like, what do they not have that I have? Mm-hmm. Is my location bigger? Do I have better pricing on this? Do mm-hmm. I have newer machines? Um, better parking, Wi Fi, yeah, etc. Yeah. So think about think about that uh, when you're thinking about like what content you're creating for these mm-hmm. ads, because that's like your opportunity to then take them from that location over to your location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then what happens is people will click on those ads or what they'll do is they can search up your location, in which case they'll see the Google ads that we're also mm-hmm. running for you. So they'll be right at the top, right? So it, they kind of go hand in hand. They're really going to like help each mm-hmm. other here. Um, and then as soon as that RFID, so that person's phone walks through your location, because we're also going to have a geotag drawn around mm-hmm. your location. Yep. Then we'll get notified again, saying, "Okay, like that's a it transaction. Works. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that's a conversion. That's how we know they it became worked. a con- yeah, customer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how we know it works." And I want to point something out to people because I just find this absolutely fascinating. And and these are all just skills and services and technology and software that you have to know how to use and optimize. And guys, mm-hmm. we really believe that Launder Boost and the team we've put together. Uh, we believe we can help to revolutionize the industry. Just mm-hmm. like ele- using the term elevating the industry, people misunderstand that as like we're putting the industry on our back. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing, we're just a part of the equation, but we mm-hmm. do believe Laundry Boost is going to take help take the industry 
to another level. The, an example of that that I am just I just am still fascinated by is the you know a lot of people talk about geofencing. They talk about geofencing your competitor. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. If you're using a laundromat and you're using the laundromat up the road, that's one thing. But what if we go a little bit deeper and we talk about geofencing similar demographics, mm-hmm. family dollar, mm-hmm. Dollar General, mm-hmm. Walmart. So mm-hmm. self serve, self serve, self serve. You can see what your demographics are. And by the way, when we're looking at, and the audience is nodding their heads right now as they're driving or whatever, because they know what I'm talking about. When we when we talk about building a laundromat or buying a laundromat, <clears throat> the location is is ultimately really important, right? Mm-hmm. What's most important about that is your neighbors. A lot of laundromats are in shopping centers and things like that. A lot of times what we're trying to do is laundromats in a perfect world want to be built in a shopping center with a Walmart. A lot of times we're not able to, but we love to be able to. A family dollar, a dollar tree, mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. who serves a similar demographic. Mm-hmm. If you serve a Hispanic population and there's a Hispanic grocery store in your mm-hmm. area, you want to be right next door to that mm-hmm. Hispanic grocery store. Store. Well, the beauty is we can take that, let's call it old school, but it's still relevant today, uh, form of business, and you can take it digitally. Mm-hmm. And you can start the geofence family dollar. Mm-hmm. And anyone's phones that go into family dollar, you can track them around, knowing that there's a yep. high likelihood that they are your ideal avatar. Right. Mm-hmm. You can take it a step further with wash and fold, dry cleaning, pick up and pick delivery. Pick up and delivery Correct is a big one. Wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't just apply. And I, I just I just love how our team continues yeah. to marinate and look at these different ideas. And then of course I talk to other people in the industry and they share, what about this? What if I, what if we well, did this? I get geeked out over this stuff. Where that uh, like idea like originated was at your like your workshop, yep. right? Because you Let's had give on, Jason all the yeah, credit. you had on the board. <laughs> it was like okay, like we just want to target like this area uh, or these this zip code specifically, yep. you know, uh, to try build out like that route or r- route. I'm Canadian. That's okay. We can it? understand route? route and route. Yep. That's all right. <laughs> Data, <Tomatoes, laughs> motto. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's give credit. Jason Wormy, and I hope I'm saying his last name right in New York, yeah. was is is a phenomenal individual and a friend of ours now. He was at our workshop. He's from New York. He is yeah. new to the laundromat industry. Jason, I hope you're listening and we thank you for this. Uh, for sure. He brought up at the workshop when we're going down the rabbit hole of, of mm-hmm. geofencing. Well, if mm-hmm. you can geofence your competitors, why can't you do this? Mm-hmm. And then after the workshop, I, I think in the workshop, I mentioned, why can't we geofence Tiffany's mm-hmm. and run ads for pickup and delivery? Yeah. <laughs> and then after the workshop, I was certain, like, wait a second, why can't we certain geofence addresses. certain addresses? Mm-hmm. Why can't we geofence, uh, like a, home addresses. A, let's say a gala downtown, mm-hmm. a fine arts gala, yeah. where you know 300 people are going to be that are some form of wealthy yeah, subdivision. I mean, need... we've taken it and run further with it, of course. No, I know, of but course. Jason spurred that thought. I mean, that, that's a thought right there. If you want mm-hmm. to do like dry cleaning or something, you can mm-hmm. focus on like events where people are going to be wearing really expensive clothes. I mean, because yeah. what do you do, do after that? A, you go get a dry cleaner. As a local, as a local business, that's owner, a good idea. <laughs> as a local business owner, it's your, it's important that you know your community. Yeah, I tell clients that all the time. Mm-hmm. So whether it's self serve pickup and delivery, dry cleaning, whatever it is, you know, most laundromat owners that are in the pickup and delivery business, they can probably tell you, oh, there's a trailer park up here, Mm -hmm. Mm self-serve, trailer park over here, there's a family dollar over here, there's a Walmart over here, let's geofence these 10 things and run ads Mm -hmm. for self-serve, but then let's go geofence this subdivision of million dollar homes and let's (laughs) geofence that subdivision. I mean, people watching this right now are literally seeing firsthand how, how we work together how we work together <laughs> yes. and how laundry expert yes 
I'm not going to say expert, but marketing you guy, <laughs> the our, marketing our wizard, can, and, we have can these, and we have these trains and we just start yeah, running. You, and she looks at me like I'm you know, crazy. you know how it could work, and I can essentially make you it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like yes. uh, that's yeah, that's wild. That's yeah, very cool. So I just, I, I obviously I get super excited because yeah. at the end of the day. I, I passionately believe with everything in my body that anyone out there that is a, let's say the top third of the industry that is running an awesome store. Mm-hmm. Let's talk, let's just talk self-serve for a second. I believe most of them without too much trouble could double their business. Mm-hmm. Now pick up a delivery. That's a different animal. Yeah. Okay, very labor intensive, even drop yeah. off a different you animal. You have to be ready to scale. That actually takes me back to um, one last question I have. I had promised early on, your initial helping someone who retools a laundromat. So they buy a zombie mat. Mm-hmm. They do a complete retool, but their zombie mat has, it has a Google My Business. It has horrible reviews. What can they do to fix that? Uh, so unfortunately, when you buy a laundromat, mm-hmm. with that Google My Business, that Google My Business will come, you know, with that original It's attached laundromat. to the it's address, attached, right? It's attached to the address. Okay. So like, even if you're like, you're renaming it, which you can do, you know, there's ways that you can potentially contact Google, but they're not like very responsive when it comes yeah. to this stuff. And more times than not, you're just going to have to be stuck with it. Mm-hmm. So the best thing you can do is like combat that with like positive reviews. So like mm-hmm. you really want to find ways to like start ramping up those reviews. Obviously the best way to get positive reviews is like fixing things on your end, right? Like mm-hmm. if they're talking about how the machines are poor and they're old and they're always broken, then you need to get new machines in there mm-hmm. if you want positive reviews regarding your machines or staff, etc. Anything regarding like whatever those negative reviews were about needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Once that's fixed, then you can start, you can start, like you mentioned, like asking people around your location, where'd you hear about us? Oh, it'd be great if we can get an honest review. Mm-hmm. You know, you can even throw in like a little incentive there, free wash or something like that too. Signs around your location. Mm-hmm. But then as you start to pick up like the more five-star reviews, it'll start to slowly, uh, you know, bring up like that overall. So I want to jump in here because I'm sorry, I'm chomping at the bit. Yeah. I actually have a lot of experience with this because all five of our stores were run down dumps mm-hmm. when we bought mm-hmm. them. I've had to deal with this extensively. So I'm going to throw out a few more nuggets. Everything Brett said is a hundred percent accurate, by the way. So let me go a little deeper of the things that I've learned. If you acquire a business, first of all, if that current owner, let's, let's assume it's a good store or a bad store, honestly, if that owner has already claimed their Google business listing, you should you should require them to transfer that to you on yep. the day of closing. Okay, so that what that means is you now have ownership over that Google business mm-hmm. listing because mm-hmm. if you don't, they own that and you can't control it. The good news is ninety nine point nine percent of laundromats that have Google business listings, nobody's claimed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first thing is when you when you buy a store, make sure that's part of the deal is they transfer that to you. When they transfer that to you, you can close it down. You can close down that Google business listing and you can you can create a new Google business listing. All you have to do is change your name. And oh, so, really? Even yes. the same address? Mm-hmm. Yep, same address. Okay. So, so you close down that business. I literally just did this with Amelia yeah. Cleaners, yeah. our newest store. Claimed it. They hadn't claimed theirs yet, which I'll say that too. If they haven't claimed theirs yet, you don't even need their permission. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is go into the Google business listing and claim it. Anyone can claim a Google business listing. Right. But when you claim it, what happens is they send you a postcard to that physical address to verify that you're the owner. Well, because you are the owner and it's your address, yeah. you're going to get that postcard. You take that postcard, you go into the Google business listing, you put in the code, and they now agree that you are the owner, mm-hmm. and then you close it down. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, with that, too, it's like you, um, Google's been 
iffy with those verifications. Oh, really? With those verifications lately sometimes. Really? Yeah, they'll be like oh. late, like late, late. That, well, they so, do take a while. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I want to I wanna be clear. Mm-hmm. That the only time I would consider- that, that strategy is a good strategy for sure. If there's a way to, if, if you can utilize the current reviews that are there and just uh-huh. build mm-hmm. up on top of them, it's always kind of best to like do that. Yeah. But if you want to restart from like fresh, either you have to, or you feel like you need to, that's like, yeah, the best well, we, way to do to it. To give an example, the most recent store we bought had an average, the store had been there for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how long Google Business has been around, but yeah. the store had been there 40 years. They had an average of 2.6. Yeah, you got to restart that one. <laughs> Correct? Yeah. So so that's my Three, you could typically get, we get back I mean, up to a four. Like 3.5, get back up to a four. Because you, you're going to spend the next freaking 10 years trying, trying to, get to that overcome back up. <laughs> yeah. a 2.8 review. I mean, you can get a thousand yeah. five-star reviews, but ultimately, I'm all about control. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I know control can be a facade sometimes, but it can also be very real. So the first thing is make sure you have ownership of that. Either claim it if they don't own it or yeah. require them to turn over ownership mm-hmm. to you at closing. Once you do that, then you can, I mean, you can even go in and take down a bunch of old pictures as long as they're not customers. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you can't take you ones can't, other yeah. people posted. Right. But. but you can take like if the if the owners posted old pictures before we optimized or something like that, you can put new pictures up. You can change the data. If you don't own the listing, you can't do anything. You're literally yeah. helpless. Yeah. That. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm not the expert on it, but I have done it five times and I've had a few situations. No, you got the like, experience with that for I, sure. I was like yeah. I have not given up. Like I've never seen anything are. more than a three. So yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think, with, I think all the it ones was pretty rough. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the good news is before we let you go today, Brett, we are excited. Obviously, all three of us are excited mm-hmm. to launch Laundro Boost, the impact we're going to have on the industry. This is going to be fantastic. Honestly, I just love collaborating with you guys. I've always loved collaborating with Carla. And now we get to bring you in on this. And this is just, I mean, we're, I think we're all a little just super pumped. We're excited. Uh, but the good news is because you stuck around till the end and listened into my long winded comments, uh, we have a special deal for you guys. So, Brett, do you want to tell them what it's all about with Laundro Boost? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, first of all, you know, anybody who mentions Laundromat Millionaire, uh, when contacting us, we'll receive free onboarding mm-hmm. to start okay. with. Uh, and then the next would be is if you're within the first 10 people to contact us, you're actually going to get your ads up and running within 10 days of us having access to your account. So awesome. that's, you know, a pretty quick onboarding time. Uh, yes. And, you know, we, we do provide, you know, very quick onboarding time just in general. Yeah. But that's something that's like a little little add on for anybody who who's uh, eager to get started. Yeah, yes. so if you're ready to go, I mean, the sooner we get these ads up and running mm-hmm. for you, the better. The cool thing about it is even if you're outside of that 10 or 20 or whatever it is, I mean, we've built a pretty robust team. I think we're all mm-hmm. pretty happy with this, and we know mm-hmm. we can onboard you really quickly. And I have, full disclosure, once again, there's digital marketing companies I've worked with in the past that took 90 days to onboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and obviously, you've talked about some of the parameters behind that. Mm-hmm. Like you have that access to your you know, Google Ads campaigns. and yeah. things. I mean, you have to be able to put us in as ad admins mm-hmm. so we can physically do the work. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, we think we are a pretty well, I mean, we've been testing this for a while now. You've been testing mm-hmm. it for seven years, mm-hmm. but we've been testing it at a different level for the last six or nine months. And we're pretty excited about what we can accomplish, but also how quickly we can accomplish it for you. Mm-hmm. And I know as a business owner, like, hey, if you can get me results like that, the only thing better than next month is this month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, one thing like on that too, like if you don't have a website, if you don't have Google ads account, Google analytics, or even, you know, access to your Google, my business account, yep. these are all things that we can rather create for you or help mm-hmm. you get access to. Yeah. So um, very quickly, like I mentioned, like we, 
This is what we do. So, uh, so check out launderboostmarketing.com and you can see all the service we offer. And don't forget, be one of those first 10 to sign up and you get quicker onboarding. Yep. Awesome. So. Listen, man, this was fantastic. Uh, you know, if you guys haven't figured out by now, Brett is serious about this business partnership. Mm-hmm. We are serious about this business partnership. Uh, we don't take this lightly. Brett doesn't take this lightly. In fact, he took it so seriously that he came down from Canada to attend our workshop last <laughs> week. And then he stuck around so that we could record this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he is a real player in the industry. And I am always hesitant to put my name and reputation on the line for something I can't control. Uh, there's nothing I've maybe ever been more excited about mm-hmm. uh, than our partnership, because mostly because I know we can deliver the results at Launderboost, and I also know the need. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a tremendous need out there in our market, and we are the ideal like A-B test, right? We get to test a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff on our businesses, mm-hmm. quite frankly, using our dollars to know if it's going to work. We're not going to mm-hmm. test these things using your dollars. We're going to test them using our dollars. Um, so pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to add before we go today, man? No, just thank you so much, both of you. Honestly, I'm very excited about you know working with you both and just bringing more value to the laundromat niche. So yeah, yeah, awesome. awesome. All right. Listen, everyone, thanks for joining us today. We know this episode went a little bit long, uh, but we hope you get a lot of value out of this. Rewind it. Watch it again. If you catch me at a conference or Carla, we're going to be at the actually at the Excellence in Laundry in May. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, Brett may even be there, too. Yeah. Uh, so come <laughs> talk to us. We want to talk to you about, you know, our, our marketing. We want to talk to you about our coaching services. We want to do anything we can to help you. If we can give you golden nuggets just in a side conversation, no charge. All of us have hearts of servants who really want to to benefit you so that you can go and benefit your communities. So thanks for joining us today. Hope to see a bunch of you at excellence, but we'll see you next time on another episode of the Laundromat Millionaire Show. Take care. Bye. 